Welcome to Unbreakable Spirit, stories of inspiring and thriving with Jennifer Seven, co-author of a book that is part of the Sisterhood Folios, a number one international bestseller. This is a podcast about real women who've overcome tremendous obstacles and come out on the other side to thrive. Whether their hardships were financial, relational, or health, these women dug deep and found the light out of the dark to rise from the ashes, to find the ability to forgive, to love, and to live an authentic, joyful life. Now, here is your host, Jennifer Seven. Welcome everyone to episode 17 of Unbreakable Spirit. Super excited as I always am when I have amazing guests and they are all amazing. But today I have a very special guest and the guest today is Colleen D. Tiberius Shoemaker. And she finds something fantastic between the hustle of surviving life and achieving it. And she is super real and authentic, which you are going to hear on our podcast today. Colleen has had a twist of learning disabilities, which she now calls her superpowers. And her goal is to show people that they are not alone in their struggles and that they matter. Her business show and podcast, Finding the Fantastic, focuses on communication for individuals, teams, partners, and much more. And she shows that each person is a unique, diverse, beautiful individual, and we need to learn how to communicate with ourselves and with others so that we can change the world. So Colleen, I'm so excited to have you here today. Welcome, welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm super stoked to be here. Woohoo! <laughs> Love so it. Is, you you nailed the name, by the way. Did a great job. Yay! <laughs> so this is going to be a high energy podcast. I can already tell. Colleen, I would love for you to share your story of your unbreakable spirit for our listeners today. So jump in and wherever you'd like to start. Yeah, absolutely. Unbreakable spirit. I'll tell you what, sometimes I really do feel broken, but it's just, it's, it's all about keeping the move forward, right? I, it all starts with, with a girl and learning disabilities. So I have severe learning disabilities. I have three specific kinds. One is called synesthesia, where I associate numbers to colors. So everybody else was like, one plus one is two. And I'm like, ooh, green and green. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the other one, the other two actually kind of go hand in hand. It's an auditory and cognitive processing disability. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't hear enunciations like everybody else does, right? So growing up, people thought my mom and dad adopted me. They're like, oh, where'd you get her? Because I talked weird. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was supposed to be nonverbal and all of that. And my parents are amazing. They put me through all the things to try to help me. And now I talk, which I love to do. But, uh, and then the cognitive is like, if you hear a sentence start from A to B, I just hear a bunch of words going in my mind. Right. So it's all about figuring things out through body language and lip reading. Well, that led me to believe that I was probably one of the dumbest people in existence and had no hope for any educational like achievements whatsoever. But I just so happened to be really good at sports, like really good at sports. Thank God for sports. <laughs> so that's where I was the cool kid on the block and uh, ended up playing basketball in college. I had my 20 year plan planned out. I had it all set, right? Go overseas and play ball, come back and coach, do the thing, be cool in the Nikes. Well, just sponsor going. Exactly. (laughs) Just like any good classic, like Hallmark show. I got injured senior year in college, in college. I have four screws in my right shoulder. And that was all she wrote for sports. 
And I was left with this girl who had no purpose because my entire purpose, my whole life was sports, like literally since age 10. It must've been incredibly devastating to have Uh, it happen. I didn't even, I don't think I even knew like how devastating it was. I, you know, there's a lot of college athletes, a lot of athletes who go through this like depressive state after college when there's, you know, they stop playing sports 24 seven. And I just had no idea because I had so many goals planned. Right. And then on top of it, I'm, you know, I don't, not smart. Right. But I'm a go-getter. I'm a hustler. Let's get in the gym. Let's do the thing. And let's go like make a huge career and do that thing for eight years. Your girl was so depressed and miserable. I put on like 200 pounds. Right. I lived at the bars, living it up, doing the thing. And I'm like an extroverted extrovert. And so you couldn't really tell that. I was Okay. But you're working, you're working at this career that exactly you don't like it i'm I'm trying to do what life's telling me to do right get a job make a ton of money do the thing i'm trying to do the stereotypical thing. right right this is what you're Uh, supposed to do exactly exactly and i i ended up uh, i was getting i got to a low point i mean I, i was suffering with everything you can think of you know suicidal tendencies depression like all of that stuff and i had a mentor pam barch came to me and she's like you should watch Brene brown's video on invulnerability at this time, this college athlete was like vulnerability. I mean, I'd been living my whole life trying not to let anybody know I had learning disabilities. Vulnerability? Mm. She was like, go watch it. She's like, here's the deal. I want you to watch it. She goes, after you watch it, I want you to give me one month. One month where you are so authentically vulnerable and yourself and like do that thing. She goes, if you hate it and it's it fails, you can go back to doing what you're doing. Well, she wasn't goes, this a, a little bit terrifying to do this absolutely because it goes against everything society says is the way you're supposed to go society says do the instagram filter wear the business suit make the money do the thing right beautiful and be perfect exactly and that's what society says to do they don't say be vulnerable they don't say go around sharing your weaknesses sharing who you are they don't say go around saying i'm depressed or i struggle with suicide thoughts like they don't say any of that they they say hide that Mm -hmm. um so i was terrified but i i'm always i'm up for a challenge i'm always up for a challenge So I went for it and along the lines of acting more me, being more me, doing more me, I started recording myself and my friends caught wind of it. And they're like, yo, you should post this stuff online. And I'm like, again, nobody cares (laughs) about my weaknesses and my struggles. Nobody cares. And they're like, no, for real, you're selfish. They, they would totally care because they would relate. You're probably the only person with the guts to say it out loud. And I'm like, all right. Let's go try to find something fantastic in life. It's very scary to put that out there. Absolutely. I still to this day freak out when I have to do like spelling publicly Mm. and I'm so extroverted and I I can talk my way through anything, but you put me up with a whiteboard and like ask me to write a sentence and I'm like dying on the inside. However, in this journey of finding my own fantastic, I came to terms with the fact that my learning disabilities are really my superpowers, right? And they make me unique, uniquely me. And if I set aside this concept of a stereotype and what life tells me, like, where's that written? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all say, well, life says this, you're supposed to do that. I'm like, where, where's that written that I have to do that? <laughs> it's in the book of life somewhere. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I, you know, I heard I, there's a song called the book of life and I'm pretty sure it's dancing and loving and eating food. I'm like, I think that's, that's where it covers it. I like but, that book better. Yeah, right. It's a good book. 
So yeah, but I just, I started to live this, this really authentic life. And I think a lot of people use the word authenticity and it's like cliche, like Mm, they never act upon it. They just like, Oh, I'm authentic. I'm like, are you really? And I discovered that sharing my weaknesses and my broken moments, like empowered me in a huge way. Mm. Well, I want to stop you for a second, because I want to go back to when you began working with your coach and what were some of the first exercises or, or how did she lead you down this path to becoming vulnerable and authentic? So in all fairness, she, she didn't coach me. Like she didn't, she just, she literally just was, she just gave you a challenge. She gave me a challenge. It was me going about the biggest, the biggest thing. There were two really big things that really started an exercise, like an actionable thing. One, I started to dress the way I wanted to dress. And I know that sounds, yeah, I know that sounds like minute and small, but I started to like, be like, this is what I'm going to wear because that's me. And it's within good boundaries. You know, if it's a professional Mm -hmm. setting, whatever. And I started doing that and I just started feeling more comfortable in my own skin. Right. I started feeling more comfortable about me. Nice. Um, I started to record myself. So phone, man, I took this phone right here and well, it was an older phone, but (laughs) moments throughout the day, I needed to know that I was not pointless. I needed to know that there was a purpose for me and that I was a valuable human being. I needed to communicate that to myself. And the only way I was like found to do that was if something happened in the, in, in the midst of the day, I would pick up my phone, record myself talking to myself. It was like literally podcasting for myself. Was it like a pep talk for yourself or? No, it would be like, yeah. So I just walked out to my car and spilled coffee all over the place. And I'm like, I, why is nothing going the right way? Like, doesn't it always seem like this, this stuff always happens to me. It was literally taking all of the words it, I was telling myself in my head and like vocalizing it out. And, and funny story, not funny, actually really realistic story. I didn't know why my podcast started to grow, why finding the fantastic started to grow. I had no clue. Cause remind, like, remember I did this for me. This was uh-huh. selfish, right? Until one day I had a listener tune in and he messaged me. He's like, Hey, yo, Colleen, next, next show. Can you talk about this scenario? And I'm like, sure. I don't really know how to solve it for you. I don't really know. I'll never physically be able to be in that position you're in. I'll never physically be able to be in that position you're in, but I can try. And he messaged me back and he was like, do you, do you know why we listen to you? And again, being authentic, I was like, no, (laughs) actually, no, (laughs) I don't. And he goes, Colleen, we're not listening to you for you to solve anything for us. We are listening to you because you're the only one with the guts to say what we're thinking in our head out loud. And we desperately need to hear it. Yeah. And I realized I had done the same thing for myself with my phone. And now I was doing it for other people and words are powerful and seductive and we are our biggest enemy. And we don't even realize it. We don't even realize all the nasty things we say to ourselves in our head. And I would challenge people listening here. If you want to really like start to turn the tides a little bit on yourself, I want you to either write down thoughts in your head. You're saying to yourself, or I want you to record it on your phone and be honest about it. Be very honest. If something happens, whatever you say in your head, write it out and you're going to find. Yeah. That could be anything like, Oh, I feel so stupid. I made such a big mistake. So you, the the stuff where you're beating yourself up. Yup. And and then again, if you can put out the good stuff too, right. Put out the good stuff and see, and you might be fine. You might be doing more positive than negative, but more often than not, you'll find the negative is here and the positives down here. And you're going to go, wow, I'm mean. (laughs) 
<laughs> a mean girl. A mean girl. Like, would you want to be friends with the person that you wrote down or you recorded? Would you really? Yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the definite like two big actionable steps. And it really took off from there. It like snowballed in a huge way. It took me a while to get to the point where I couldn't be admit weaknesses like as much as I do now. Like now I'll get in front of an audience of like 500 people and I'll get up there and say, hey, I put together this presentation. We're going to have a blast. Got to warn you, I have learning disabilities. So if you see two letters flip flopped up on the presentation, that's just me being me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took me a while to get there. So I'm not saying that that's something that totally can happen overnight. It can't. You have to do a lot of work on yourself. You have to come to terms with yourself. Love yourself. You know, and I don't mean like go to the spa and get a pedicure. Love yourself. I mean, that's mm-hmm. good. I love a good Manny Petty. But I mean, like you need to love your weaknesses mm-hmm. and identify your strengths more. So you're going through this process where you're you're recording yourself. And then I think you said you are listening to yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then then you have this aha, like, wow, this is rough. I'm, I'm not being very kind to myself. I'm being pretty brutal. But did you feel like these recordings, these messages to yourself were truths? Or were you saying, this is not my truth, and I'm going to shift to my truth? Because you're you weren't those things, like dumb and all of that. That's, that's actually a phenomenal question. Because I, I would say to start, I was 50-50. Because I've got, so I've named a voice in my head. I call, I call him the poisoner. Mm-hmm. 50% was, some of it was truth. Some of it wasn't truth. And the things that I thought were truths really weren't blah, 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 like all the way around. But like the poisoner would tell me, Colleen, you can't do math. So you'll never, you'll never be good in any sort of business position because every business position requires some Excel spreadsheet. And you just can't do it. Like, you know, it's just kind of like one of those things you've been tested. It's not possible. Right. And I would say the poisoner is telling me this, like shifting that mindset to the poisoner is telling me this. It might be factual, but it is in no way empowering. So even though that it was a factual weakness, Mm -hmm. if I really want to move forward and find a way to empower myself, I can't, I can't speak it negatively. Right. So instead of staying it that way, I needed to turn that to, yeah, you know what? There's always going to be an Excel spreadsheet with numbers, but you know what? I'm clever. I'm like Peter Pan. I can figure this out. I'll get around it somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it automatically changed that to myself, but I had to work at it because I would sit, I'd watch a video and be like, yeah, man, you just, (laughs) you blew that one. Like I was pretty judgmental and arrogant too, during this time. Like I'm, I'm, I would like to say I create a really nice safe space now, but I also don't want to be too prideful, but I was very judgmental and arrogant back then. And I think it was because I was so judgmental and arrogant to myself as well. Yeah. I had to work through a lot of that stuff. And like, when I saw myself, I was like, Oh, I would never want to go out for a drink with you because wow, wow, you're it just was an eye-opening thing. And yeah, you weren't so feeling good about the outside or the inside. No. And yeah. it all breathed life outside, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's a crazy adventure, but it's totally worthwhile. It's totally worthwhile. Well, I love the name of your, your business and your podcast, you know, and you know, someone said to me once, and I've used this with uh, people before, when you get in that kind of black and white thinking of it's just all this way or it's all this way. And then it's the question is, well, is it possible? Is it just possible that you can be an, a, 
job where you can deal with these math situations is, is it possible? And that opens the door to like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it is. And like you said, then you're like, well, I'm clever. I can figure this out. Just opening the door of your mind a little bit. Yeah. Be open to it. I mean, and that's why I say humans are diverse and beautiful, like people groups, because the amount of ability that that person has to create and change and innovate, we don't even know. Like mm-hmm. we can't even tap into that. And so just to knock yourself out of the ball game because of past negative trauma is like, don't do that. Yes, we all have trauma. We definitely all have trauma, but take the trauma and glean from it what you need to glean to grow and then move past it. Now, I'm also a big believer that a victim's a victim. And if you've been victimized, you're allowed to sit in that victimhood because you never mm-hmm. asked for it. It's something there. But should you choose to want to move forward, take the trauma because broken people can help other broken people. You never know what your experience is going to do to help save somebody else. And I always say for finding the fantastic at the end of the day, if it never takes off, if it's never the Simon Scenics of the world, right? As long as there's one person who is sitting in a car, whether or not debating to commit suicide, if I can give them five more minutes of reassurance that they matter and they are important, then it's hundred percent worth it to me. Cause that's really where my purpose and heart is knowing where I came from and the journey I've been through. It seems impossible, but I'm telling you, it's not impossible. It's hard work, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. And you were willing to do the work. And I know sometimes it's really difficult when you're in a depression it's sometimes it's just hard to even get out of bed. It's hard to even do anything. And it's a chemical thing that's going on. So it's not that you're lazy and you're just laying around in bed all day. It's, it's much more than that. How did you were in this depths of this pretty severe depression? How did you move forward? I know you, you heard from Pam, Pam, Pam. Pam. Um, that's a great question. I think, so I have a pretty, pretty strong faith. And I think at the end of the day, it was me and my faith at the realizing that if I continued on the road, I was on, it was just, it's going to end poorly. And my personality traits very different from other people's personality traits. So I don't want people to think that my solution should be their solution. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it, it came down to my faith in this concept of you can either do something to try to turn it around, or you can just continue to go downhill. The choice is yours. Are you going to tie a big knot at the end of your rope and hold on and see what comes out of it? Or are you just going to to flounder away? And I made the choice to keep moving forward. That's one of my favorite quotes. I have a tattooed on my foot. Keep moving forward. I made that choice. And I realized that that choice doesn't come in big, impactful moments. That choice comes with little tiny moments. I call them defining perfect moments where you choose something for yourself. That's just perfect because it was what was meant to be in the moment you were in. So mm-hmm. whether you're me and out and record myself. So for de- defining perfect moments, I call them that because for me, it was the moment where I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change and I'm going to explore whether it was listening to Brene Brown and starting to dress the way I wanted to dress or acting the way I wanted to act for other people. It might be like, all right, today I'm going to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I'm going to go wash my hair or today I'm going to text somebody I haven't talked to in a while. Those moments, this is why it's so important that we have to get to know ourselves because I think people look at other people's successes and in in their process, the way they did their process and they try to duplicate it. You can't duplicate a personal journey process because it's a personal journey. It's right. got to be uniquely you. And if, if 
if I can say that to anybody listening right now who's in a depressive state, who may be having suicidal thoughts, self-harm, whatever it is, I just want you to know to hold on to the end of your rope, that you can do this. It's possible. It's going to look different for you because you're you and you're beautiful and diverse and you matter. But just know, look for those small little bitty moments, those little bitty defining perfect moments, and slowly it's going to build and build and build. Uh, And you can do it. And we want you here. Yeah, absolutely. And I went through a pretty rough patch myself after my separation and divorce. And, but I was, I was feeling really miserable, but I also was really determined to feel better. And so I was, so I, I was really down in the dumps and really sad, but I was just, I was like one step in front of the other as all I can do is one step in front of the other. And I had a mentor say to me, start focusing on what you're grateful for in your life. And I want, she actually said, and I've told this story before, but get a a journal, an empty journal. And I want you to fill the entire book up with statements of gratitude. And I I looked at her like she was nuts. I was like, why? I don't feel grateful. I'm miserable. And I, so I started really simple. It was like, okay, I, I'm grateful I had breakfast this morning. I'm grateful I had a bed to sleep in. I'm grateful I had a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I woke up and I just had to start just like you said, in these tiny little moments, but I also was determined. I'm like, okay, if she says that's going to make me feel better, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, I do my homework. And, (laughs) and I did it. I, I, I mean, I didn't do it overnight, but over time I filled the entire book up. And what was so fascinating was how it grew. Mm-hmm. I was able to find the gratitude and find the blessings in my life in really strange little ways. And there are so many small moments that are beautiful. Yeah. To, you know, I, I saw a sunset, I saw a sunrise, I saw the moon, you know, it's just, we don't appreciate those moments because no. I think life tells us we're looking for the big moments, the graduations, the weddings, mm-hmm. the promotions, mm-hmm. And that those are the only things that matter. But the reality, that's not the case. The reality is we all live in this routine, everyday thing. And that's what gets us every day, the grind of the same thing. So stop the same thing. Instead of waking up at the time you normally wake up, wake up at a different time and do something completely weird. (laughs) I do this all the time. Yeah. I, if I feel myself, I just need to pick me up. This is going to sound crazy, but I do it. I will go to the store and buy a hundred glow sticks. And at night I'll crack them and throw them up in the sky and have a blast with glow sticks. Right. If I want to do something else squirrely, I'll go to the toy section and buy some toys or I'll bake a cake. I will change life. People all the time are like, Oh, it's miss fantastic. You're fantastic. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I appreciate that. The, the beauty is not in the fantastic part of the name. The beauty is in the finding part finding. of the name because yes. we are finding life gives us no breaks, right? We'll never give you a break. If you're sitting there going, when am I going to get rest? When am I going to get a break? When am I going to get sleep? When am I going to get this? It's not going to give it to you. And I hate to say that, but it's the truth. You have to find it and you make have it. to find and it. It's possible. It mm-hmm. is possible, but you have to start by breaking stereotypes. Is it weird that I go buy a bunch of glow sticks and throw them up in the sky? Sure. To some people, it might be weird. To me, I'm having a blast on a random (laughs) Tuesday night after a long day at work. Well, and I tell you, I think my favorite thing or my superpower is my weirdness. I love being weird. I'm proud of it. it. It's like, okay, let's be weird. Yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because you're authentically you. Yeah. 
And I think one of the things that we've lost as we, we grow older is we've lost that childlike innocence. We've lost that ability to play. And that's what you're doing. You're playing. You've found toys, you're throwing glow sticks up in the air. That's something we've lost. Yep. And and it's a great place to start going back to play. It is. There's a great movie. Have you seen the movie Legend of the Guardians or something? And it's about all the different holiday characters, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, and the premise, it's based on a children's book series, but the premise of it is they're introducing Jack Frost and the man in the moon chooses Jack Frost to be the, the next guardian. Okay. And everybody's like, Jack Frost, all he does is make snow days and create ice storms. Why is Jack Frost as cool as everybody else? And the entire movie is about Jack Frost having to find his center. What is it about Jack Frost? What is his center, right? Santa Claus is wonder. The Easter Bunny is hope. Fairy is memories, fun childhood memories, right? And towards the end of the movie, he's got to fight off the boogeyman who brings nightmares and the boogeyman took away Sandman who's in charge of dreams. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm getting to a point. Trust me. I love love it. I love it. At the end, Jack Frost is facing the boogeyman and he realizes that the boogeyman is scaring these kids. And he looks at the kids. He goes, wait, we're not going to be scared right now. We're going to have a little fun instead. And he realizes that his center is fun and that Mm -hmm. you can fight fear with fun and the Mm -hmm. power of fun and youthful activities and just being a kid and creating, there is so much power behind it that you can defeat your biggest nightmares and your biggest state of darkened, like darkened moments, by having a little fun instead. So like I said, there's a point to it. It's a great movie, but think about that. If you're having a bad day, just stop. Just stop and go have fun. Go get the ice cream cone, right? Go out to eat. Go do the thing. Tie-dye a t-shirt. Yeah, switch it up. Switch, switch it up. up. Yeah, that's fantastic. That That's finding the fantastic. Finding your fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And if it's going out and walking barefoot on the grass or getting near some water, taking a totally. hike, you know, anything, like anything. you said, just change it up, change it change up. up. Life's too short. Don't be like, well, next week I'm doing this. Who cares? Life's too short. Live one day mm-hmm. at a time. And have a blast mm-hmm. each day. Yeah. Get some sparklers. Yeah. Get oh, spark- good one. Yes. <laughs> sparklers. I know. I was, again, it, it considered weird the other night when uh, we had the lunar eclipse and mm-hmm. the full moon. And I just love the moon. I, I don't know why I'm so drawn to it. And I was so disappointed that we couldn't see it that night. But I had signed up for this global meditation. And it was at midnight, which uh, I don't do well past 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. Fair <laughs> but, enough. I stayed up and I did it and it was so powerful. And of course, the next day, everybody's like, you're just so weird, but you know what? <laughs> no. it was cool. And I didn't find myself exhausted the next day. You know, it was like, okay, I got some energy from that. Exactly. Um, you're yeah, having so- fun. You're doing the thing that's authentically you. Yeah. I was really, you're not your job. <laughs> I always say that a lot. You're not your job. Like, I think a lot of people think they're th- that you're your job, like, and they're like, oh, this, like, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm an accountant. Is, mm-hmm. that's not you that's what you do to pay your bills that's not yeah. who you are oh and that that brings up a really good point when I want to talk about mental health and depression you are not your diagnosis that no. is something I think people really need to to think about it's you have a diagnosis you might have a condition but it is not who you are and you Correct. don't have to be defined by that 100 it's not your identity at all Your identity is you. And the reason why a lot of times the diagnosis or the stereotypes become our identities is because we don't take the time to work on ourselves. Like we'll go to the gym, we'll eat healthy, we'll do all this stuff. We'll take courses for the careers, but Mm -hmm. like we never sit down and go, 
I need to work on how I'm talking to myself or I need to work on who I am. I need to identify my center, right? And so we have no foundation. So all these gaps get filled up with all these other things. And then slowly we're like, yes, I am this, I am that, I am this, but you know, you're not. So another actionable item, I'm huge on actual items. If you want to start turning the tides every day, wake up and try to work on you, whether it's figuring out what your center is, figuring out, I, I always say, write down your emotions, good and bad. What are some of your emotions? What are some of your bad emotions? Good emotions. What makes you happy? What makes you sad? Start putting all of that out into the universe, right? Words are powerful, written or spoken. Start doing that. Yes. And you'll find from that things start to shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. In a huge way. Yeah. And I think it's so important to real, as we talked about a little bit earlier, that your thoughts are not necessarily truths. We, we get so many negative thoughts. We, and I had this conversation with my son the other day. He goes, mom, I kind of realized my mind is not in charge. You know, <laughs> I'm in charge of my mind. And I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs> genius. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if yeah. only more people would understand that, because even myself, my mind runs rampant. I give my mind so much consent and I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous how much consent I give my mind, how much consent I give it to just beat me up left and right. We're tired people. Like I said, life gives us no breaks. There's no reason for us to beat ourselves up anymore. And what's going on? Yes. And, and I think it's important for our listeners to know that life is cyclical as well. And life is also full of change. So if you're in a really dark, dark place, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. If, if we can believe, if it's possible that this will change, that this is not forever, then that really opens up hope. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stay the same. Things don't stay the same. Hopefully they're going to get better, but it, it life cycles. And even we get on top of the world, we're feeling great. There's going to be something that comes at us that's like, okay, this, I'm going to get beat up a little bit here, but we, we learn to be resilient. We, we start to learn those tools within ourselves so that we can get through it. And maybe yep. that cycle of going down in the dumps isn't as deep. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I can, I can preach to that from my own experience because I got that. Ba- I got back to pressed again during COVID. I mean, I'm an extrovert. I got to be mm-hmm. out. I got to be doing stuff. And in 2021, it wasn't even 2020, 2020, I did a pretty good job of keeping myself entertained, but I was slowly slipping. I didn't realize I wasn't working on myself. I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And then 2021 hits and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm not shooting as much videos. I'm not recording as much podcasts, like all the things that helped me and was doing things that would get me out of it. I stopped doing and I just got super depressed. And I remember, I'll, I'll never forget it, on a random, I think it was Wednesday, I decided to do a live video of literally where I was at. And I just got out of the shower because I was trying to turn things around. And I was just not energetic. I was not happy. And I shared. I said, guys, I'm depressed. And I'm going through it. And I'm having a hard time. And I'm thinking this, 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 and this. And I shared the whole thing. And it was like an eight-minute video. And it was interesting. I had a lot of people message me and saying, wow, Colleen, your video needs to be more like, you're, that's not you. You need to be more like yourself, be more, you know, la, la, la. But then I had people going, thanks so much for sharing this because mm-hmm. I'm really depressed and I'm not myself. And I just was, you know, trying to get through it by myself, but you put it out there. I mean, the, the Colleen who's always energetic and peppy literally just got on a video and was like, yeah, guys, you know, I'm having a hard time, you know? And so that, got me back, you know, moving forward and little, little steps, little steps mm-hmm. back again. And so it happens. How, yeah. And how much comfort you didn't realize that you were providing for people that they are not alone. Yep. 
somebody somewhere is going through something similar. Yep, absolutely. Have you ever heard of the definition of the word to sonder or sondering? No. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I don't do a good job of explaining it. But the concept is we all exist in our own worlds and around us are people who are existing in their own worlds as well. And they are going through immensely traumatic things and immensely amazing things all around us. And when we sit in a place of people walking around us, we are by definition sondering amongst their world. They don't know we're there, but they know we're there. And our impact while we're sondering can be profound and positive or it can be negative. And it's all in how you look to go about it. We might know somebody's name, but we don't know their story. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that word to saunder amongst people. Saunder. Does that mean you're picking up their energy? So yes and no. It means that you're existing amongst, it's, it's the understanding that you're existing amongst the people who are going through immense traumatic things. They're not just they're not just um, stand-ins or chorus people in a show. Like they're not the background people. Mm-hmm. They're the main star of their own show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're existing in their show right now yeah. and you're sauntering in there. The question is how you handle your energy and impact on them while you're sauntering. Oh, it's you uh-huh. impacting them, Correct. even though it's their show. Okay. Yeah. You might think, oh, I'm wow. just sitting here. It's no big deal. I'm just sitting here. You're not sitting, you're sondering because you don't realize what if that person sitting next to you is going through some sort of domestic violence situation. You are sondering in their domestic violence show right now. They are the main player of that show, of that horrific horror movie. You are sondering in that moment. How you interact with that person, you completely control. That person, let's say they cut you off in traffic. How you interact, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's a wonderful point because that brings me to compassion. And kindness. Yes. Be kind in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Yeah. And taking away some of our judgment, it's so easy to fall into that. Like, oh, that jerk, you know, they cut me off in traffic and I hate them and I'm going to blow my horn. I'm going to get as close up on their rear end as I can. Well, we don't know what, what just happened in their lives, why they maybe accidentally did it, or they were distracted because something happened at home and it was not intentional. I mean, there was plenty of intentional crap out there, but yep, yep. So just to kind of take a breath and be like, okay, maybe, maybe I don't have to respond this way. Maybe I can respond in a kinder, more compassionate way. I I'm gonna call myself out, which I've gotten in the habit of doing. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Um but I uh uh over this holiday season it was like I think it was either December or January. So 2021 or 2022 I had ordered food from Uber. And let's just say that I treated this Uber driver so bad. I yelled at him, told him to get off my property. Granted, there was a a reason why I behaved the way I behaved, but that is literally no excuse for my behavior. So I'm not, I actually brought this up on my podcast and I was like, please, nobody comment that he had it come in or there was a reason, or don't ask me to explain why I did it Mm -hmm. because that doesn't matter. Why he did what he did does not matter. I am responsible for my actions and I mm-hmm. behaved so poorly. I was a jerk. I was awful. I was so embarrassed in myself after I did it because then I thought to myself, Colin, you saundered in his face uh, and how do wow. you know what he's going through? Granted, yeah. he might just be mean, but that's mm-hmm. no excuse. You don't know. And I'm like, man, and I spoke it into existence and I started speaking about it more and more and more. And it helped me to overcome more circumstances that I was coming into. Mm-hmm. 
But I think if we all admit we all do it, we can get over it more because let's face it, we've all done it at some point. Yeah. All somebody, you talk to a customer service person and they're in another country and you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't we all done that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think so many people strive to like be kind and positive all the time. And then they're like, it's impossible. <laughs> and like, yeah, I know it's impossible. It's not possible to be kind hundred percent of the time. So don't strive for that. Goals are guidelines, uh-huh. a guideline to like aim to, it's like a target. Right. But it doesn't mean if you have to get there, that's yeah. another stereotype like puts on us. You have to get there. You set this goal. Listen, if your goal is to be kind and you do it once a day, you're doing great in my book. Yeah, it's a great start. It's a great start because it will grow. It will. It'll become <laughs> yeah. second nature. Yeah, because we're not perfect. I mean, we are never perfect. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I've gotten so it's it's ironic or it's, fun, it's funny, not funny on Facebook these days where the most innocent comment will be put out there and then there's the people that just shred it shred, shred it yep. and I'm like why is it just fun do you think it's fun it's just so mean it is. yeah it is for some people it is a lot of fun and I actually started this year this was big of me I'm learning about boundaries <laughs> I know about boundaries but I'm working on boundaries for myself because I okay. I like to make everybody happy I like to be a people pleaser I want everybody to like me woo you know and that's not healthy right mm-hmm. boundaries are very healthy and very good and oftentimes when you set up boundaries it makes you kind of look like a jerk even though you're not like you're mm. well within your right to set up a boundary mm-hmm. one of my boundaries this year was online if I see somebody make one of those nasty troll-like comments no matter who they are from my family to my best friends to my work people to customers no matter who they are if I see you make a nasty comment like that I'm blocking you all right and that's my own boundary because I realized to be around people like that is putting me in a position of harm's way because if they have that in them granted they might work on it and I'm cool with that. But for my own boundary, I'm like, I just want to live in a, in a place of peace because the more we're inundated with that stuff, the more it affects us. And yes. I know for my own mental health, it's important to not do that. That's not to say I'm not going to interact with the person if I see him in the streets. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think we all let like social norms dictate a lot for us. And we don't send up boundaries to protect ourselves. It goes back to working on ourselves. We don't set that up in such a way to help us. Yeah. And we don't have to expose ourselves to these no. things. We don't have to, I mean, there's enough to worry about in the world. Yeah. And, and that brings up a really good point because, you know, turn on the news. Oh yeah. Yay. The world is a really uh, pressurized place right now. And it's very toxic. It's very negative, especially if you're listening to the news 24 seven. So being able to disconnect to find your peace it's okay. Or just a little bit of news every day. It doesn't have to be <laughs> girl. I don't even have cable. I don't watch the news. Yeah. I get all my news. It, it comes to you. Like you would be shocked if you're like, well, if you don't watch the news, how do you know what's going on? Oh, they make sure you find out. They will make sure you find out all the stuff you need to find out about. Yeah. But I know again, boundary for myself and my household, we got rid of cable. We don't watch the news. We're like, nope, mm-hmm. don't need that. Yeah. Don't need it. You don't need it. It's, it's too much. And if you are struggling with dark thoughts and negativity and, and depression, you certainly don't need to feed it. Because no, that- and that, that's no shame to anybody who wants to do it. That's great. But like I said, boundaries going back to diverse individual humans, we all have our own journey. My process yeah. works for me mm-hmm. uh, and I'm always working on it your process is going to look different, right? So I don't want anybody listening and be like, well, I like the news. Well, if you like the news and it's good and for your mental health and your environment, rock and roll, man. Yeah, Um, absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah. It, but those are, those should all be things you work on for yourself to figure out what works for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, if you have a pair of pants that you absolutely hate, what are you more likely going to do with those pants? Throw them out, not wear or, them and throw them out. Right. 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 You're gonna, but if you have a pair of pants that you absolutely love and make you feel really good and sexy, you're always going to wear them. Mm-hmm. That simple concept should be applied to everything in your life. If you hang around people who make you feel like garbage. Yeah. I don't want to say throw out, but yeah. boundaries. Disconnect. Around, <laughs> disconnect. If you hang around people who build you up, interact more. Yeah. What do they say? You find your tribe and your tribe should be supporting you and lifting you up and not tearing you down. And yeah, yeah sometimes it, you have to make changes and choices. And like, But like you said, you could start in little ways. In little ways. Boundaries are tough. I have a hard time. Very codependent person. Boundaries are hard. Yeah, <laughs> they are hard, especially depending on who you're trying to set them with, like family. Oh, yes. <laughs> family it can be one of the worst. <laughs> tough. Very, very tough. Very, yeah. very tough. Yeah, I grew up in a family where I've worn too many boundaries. <laughs> Spent my whole life working on it. And nope. somebody said to me that the most powerful word in, in the English language is no. Yes. And that's that is... a complete sentence. And I'm like, oh, don't we always <laughs> feel we have to justify ourselves? Always. I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> boundaries are tough boundaries are tough if someone is interested in working with you tell us about that what can they do with you yeah absolutely so first I would say if this is something that the the topic really kind of piques your interest and you want to learn more about it just go listen to the podcast or go to any I'm on all the socials all the things except for Twitter because it's mostly like writing and I can't spell yeah. But check out my TikTok, uh, Instagram, all those. Just listen to the content. Check it out. There's a lot of really cool things I've done on there resource-wise. Check it out if you like it. But if you're interested in working on communication with yourself or working on communication with others, like how to communicate, how to listen, you can go to my website at findingthefantastic.com and shoot me a message. My phone number's up there. My email's okay. up there. Awesome. I guarantee you, you will be able to get a hold of me. <laughs> we can find Colleen. You can find and me. I'll be putting all of your social links in the show notes, of course. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So uh, what would it look like for someone to work with you? You told me that you, you help teach communication. Yeah, absolutely. So basically it starts with a group. Everything starts with a foundation. We do finding your communication foundation. So it starts with a group of about three people and we do, we get on a call and we talk very basic. We talk social and emotional intelligence, what that is, what it looks like and how to start identifying it in your own life. Then we start actionable items. What are some things that you can do starting tomorrow to start working on identifying you, who you are and your authenticness. We obviously talk about what your goals are, what you would like out of this session? What, what is something you would like to see change? We talk about your strengths and your weaknesses that you think you have as it pertains to communication to yourself and with others and really lay that foundation. Body language gets talked about all of that stuff because it's so important. And if you don't have a good foundational understanding of it all going out and like trying to do other communication tactics is really going to be like, what are you talking about? But yeah, so we start with that. It's just a foundation. Yeah. Just like a group of three or more and we get going. Okay, cool. And you also said that anyone that's having any kind of communication issue, whether it be family or work or friends or spouse, this can all be for them as well. Oh, absolutely. Because 
I mean, how many times have you heard people say, uh, what's the biggest issue that you have to work on in a relationship? Communication can be romantic, can be in the workplace, employee to employee, boss to employee. I offer training for companies. I'll come in and do like a, depending on what your goals are, a two hour or four hour training session with your, with your entire staff. And let's just, let's understand what communication looks like. Fostering a room of candor, open and honest feedback is so important and nobody does it. Mm-hmm. It's all negative, which really yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really for anyone. If you're sitting there and you're like, man, you know, me and my partner are having a hard time. We need to learn how to communicate better. Reach out. Let's talk about it. Let's work on it. Let's do that mm-hmm. thing. If you and your sister are having a hard time and you really want to build it, I do always have this one preference though. And I ask everybody this. I ask the question, is it worth it to everyone? So if you come to me and you say, I want to work on my relationship with my sister, I'm going to say, is it worth it? And you're going to go, what do you mean? And I'm going to say, is it worth one spending money to work on it, spending time to work on it and the emotional tears that are probably going to happen working on it. Cause I guarantee you, you are going to have to sacrifice something for sake of building a relationship with her because it's compromise. It's two way. It's giving up things that are, are important to you, but for the sake of building a relationship with someone, I asked this right away. I asked the same thing of an employee at a, at a job. Is it worth it? What do you mean? Is this job worth you working on how to communicate to your coworker? No, uh-huh. I don't get paid enough. Then don't do it. Yeah. Okay. So we always start with, is it worth it? Wow. And when someone begins working with you, how long is the process or the journey? Usually journey, the journey, <laughs> it, it honestly really just depends on what you want to get out of it. So if you just want to do a foundation class, uh, the foundation class is just six weeks and we do six weeks of a class and you learn the foundations of it. After the foundations class, if you want to reach out to me and you want more one-on-one specialization of, well, me and my partner want to work on this or this, or I want to learn how to listen better. Listening is a big one. We work on listening, not just hearing. It really just depends on your goals and how Mm -hmm. you feel you're improving. It's not therapy, right? I'm not a therapist, but if you go, well, I I worked things out with my partner. Now I want to work things out with my sister because remember Mm -hmm. every human's different. Or you might go, you know, that foundations class really set me up for success. And now I'm exploring it on my own. I've got this. Great. I'm, I want to get you in, get you what you need and get you out. I'm not looking for you to you know, stay with me for forever if you don't want. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a problem with a spouse or a partner or someone really close, does that other person need to be in the group with you or can you do it by yourself? So it would be great if that other person was working on it as well. I will tell you that it would be incredibly hard to work on a dual relationship without the dual people there, but you can absolutely work on your communication with the other person without them. Mm -hmm. But that needs to be understood because what if that other person, it's not worth it to them and you're spending all this time. So at the bare minimum, you should ask that other person, Hey, is this relationship worth it? What do you mean? Well, (laughs) is it worth it for like us to like work on it and like identify some key things that we miscommunicate on and stuff? Oh yeah, you're worth it. Oh, well I'm, I'm learning. Do you want to learn? Nah, I don't really want to spend time learning. Okay. Well I'm learning. Are you open to me sharing what I've learned? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. See how it can work out in many different ways. And sometimes you might have to go through the foundational stuff before you can then pull that other person in or if I don't know if pull pull is the right word, but. And like I said, ask him if it's worth it. Like if you're sitting here and you're, you're fighting to keep a, keep a relationship together, you're fighting to keep coworker, like ask yourself if it's worth it because it may not be worth it. And Mm -hmm. if that's the case, stop spending time and energy on it and put some boundaries up. 
there you go. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, Colleen, this has just been fanta- fantastic. Fantastic. Finding the fantastic here on Unbreakable Spirit. Is there anything, anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Any profound statement for us? <laughs> it doesn't have to be profound. I'm just nah, <laughs> I don't know about profound. Anybody out there who's listening right now, and I know I said this before, who thinks they're pointless, who thinks they're not contributing anything to humanity, who, who thinks they're not valuable. I just want you to know you absolutely are valuable. And I know you don't know me from a hill of beans, but I am a safe space. And I'm here if you need someone to reach out to. I'm here to connect you to the right resources if you need help. And at the end of the day, I'm here just to tell you, you matter in an immense way. And I want you to believe that. So there you go. Absolutely. Yes. Unbreakable Spirit listeners, you matter. You absolutely matter. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you for a wonderful chat today. Awesome. I'm stoked. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Well, have a great day. You too. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us on Unbreakable Spirit. To learn more about Jennifer and her holistic weight loss approach, visit her website at sevencompany.com. That's the number seven, company.com. And please join us for our next episode where we'll hear from more women who overcame hardship and learned how to thrive.